At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network, and for those of you guys out there on the East Coast, it is midnight Eastern time, which means that you've got a great slate of baseball that is going to be getting set to go for this Sunday. We're going to be taking a look at a bunch of games that we are going to be getting on this Sunday. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. That is going to be the main thing that we wind up doing in this hour. And if you want up missing my DK Nation pick from hour number two, we're going to be refreshing that here in hour number three as well. And I mentioned it towards back half of our number two. We got to take a look at one Baltimore team. We were doing that with the Ravens in the last segment. Now we've got to turn it forward to the other Baltimore team as we've got 927, 928 on the betting board in what is the Little League World Series game. This is going to be the game that winds up taking place right out there in Williamsport, Pennsylvania between the Boston Red Sox and the Baltimore Orioles as Dean Kramer. He winds up going for the Orioles and Nick Pavetta. He's going to be on the bump for Boston. Do want to alert you guys before we wind up diving into this game preview, by the way, that we did wind up seeing the Nationals and the Padres game just wind up going final. A game-ending double play for the San Diego Padres as Josh Hader does not wind up getting the ninth inning in this one, and rightfully so, or else there would have been probably about 15 runs surrendered in the ninth inning of this one as it's not been going well there, but Padres close that out by kind of 2-1, to one, so that wraps up all the action that we wound up seeing in the MLB for Saturday. And by the way, if you wound up having the over in the Miami Marlins versus LA Dodgers game, nothing but sadness in that one. 
as it was 7-0 in the bottom of the third inning. And it stays under. And the total was 8. I personally like this total under because the Miami Marlins have not been able to hit worth a lick all season long. So I will gladly take that. But boy, when it was 7-0, I thought it was gone or not because I thought the Miami Marlins were going to score. But more or less because they're trying to hold down the Dodgers for that many innings. That is not necessarily an easy task. We will be looking at that game a little bit later on here in the hour. But let's get back to Red Sox versus Orioles. As right now, the Orioles in this pretty much a neutral diamond game are finding themselves as a very slight underdog, anywhere between minus 105 to a plus 106. And with Boston, it is between a minus 107 to a minus 116. And your total on this game, it's a nine with the under having... A little bit more juice on it. The unders anywhere between about minus 110 to a minus 120. And I do think that it's important to take a look at sort of the ballpark dimensions when it comes to Williamsport as well, because this is a little bit more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark. And it does mirror Camden Yards just a little bit, because when it comes to center field, it is out at 300 or out at 412 feet. So it is a case which it's a little bit deeper out there at center field. It's a little bit harder to be able to get a home run in this one. And you just take a look at just the history of this Little League World Series game. And it's been a case which we've been seeing quite a few unders last year. The Angels wound up getting shut out in this game as it was the then Cleveland Indians. Now the Cleveland Guardians. They wound up being able to shut them out with Cal Quantrill getting the start in that one against Jose Suarez. So it's not like you wound up having... Just a absolutely dominant pitching matchup. And as a matter of fact, the highest scoring game, that's when you wound up having the 8-2 matchup between the Phillies and the Mets. That was back in 2018. Cubs were able to take down the Pirates 7-1 in 2019. Game was unfortunately postponed in 2020. So we've seen some lower scoring games when it comes to the Little League Classic. And I do think that you're going to see another one here because with the Baltimore Orioles, You've got a top five team in terms of bullpen ERA. Now, the one thing where the bullpen winds up falling on its head a little bit is on the Boston Red Sox side. Good news is you no longer have to deal with DeWinson Hernandez and his 20 ERA. He has currently been sent down to the minor leagues. So rightfully so on that front. But when it comes to the Boston Red Sox, ever since the All-Star break, this has been a very, very brutal bullpen. Ryan Brazier, Matt Barnes, both of these guys are posting up north of a five ERA. Austin Davis, after he had a good start to the season, Things have went straight down the toilet bowl for him. I mean, the list of guys that are not coming through for this Boston Red Sox team goes on and on. And then you do take a look at what you're able to get on the flip side for the Baltimore Orioles. And got a lot of guys that have been able to do an absolutely incredible job in terms of this bullpen. As you've got Joey Kreeble along with Keegan Aiken, Dylan Tate, CNL Perez, Felix Batista, all these guys, even without Ori Lopez in the fold, posting up a 3-2 ERA or better. So they've been able to do their part and for the Baltimore Orioles, got good consistency when it comes to this lineup. You've got one guy in Anthony Santander who's got north of 20 home runs. He's really been the guy that's been able to carry the mail for the team. But even without Trey Boomo Mancini out there, as he wanted getting traded at the deadline, got so many guys like Ramon Odias, Ryan Moncastle, Adelie Rushman. You're able to throw in there Santander, who he mentioned a little bit earlier. These guys are all inning about a 250 to a 265. Cedric Mullins, he's also in that fold as... He, along with Ore Mateo, and Ore Mateo, ever since the All-Star break, has been hitting well above a 300. They're towards the top of the American League in terms of stolen bases. A combined 55 between the two of them. So the Orioles are one of the few teams in the league that they're still willing to steal some bases. They're still going to put men in motion. And 
I do think that that's very important to take a look at in this spot as well. And when it comes to Boston Red Sox, it's been a really rough go of it for someone like a J.D. Martinez. You do not want to take a look at his season-long 275 batting average because over the last 50 days, he's hitting below a buck 70. It has been deplorable what we've been seeing out of him. Now, Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, they still do a good job of being able to move the line. And Christian Arroyo, he's been able to do a solid job along with what we've been seeing out of Alex Verdugo, all these guys. Maybe they will hit a 275 or greater, but I mean, really, other than what you've been able to get out of Rafi Devers, he's up to 24 to 25 home runs this season. You really don't have anyone else that's been able to give you north of 12 for the Boston Red Sox. There's been a little bit of a power outage for them. So, especially in a ballpark in which it does wind up holding the ball in a little bit more, that's going to be an issue. Meanwhile, you take a look at Kramer, and he wound up having a no good, very bad, terrible start to his career. The Baltimore Orioles, in his first 18 career starts, they wound up going 3 and 15. They are 7-4 and four in his last 11 starts, and he's been able to do a good job of being able to limit a lot of hard contact. Not a guy that's going to go out there and is going to give you like a supreme amount of strikeouts or anything like that, but does a good job holding down the fort. Does not wind up giving up a lot of walks. His home and road splits, they're relatively consistent as well. And as a matter of fact, for Nick Pavetta, who's going to be going for the Boston Red Sox, he's been a little bit better but when he's been away from Fenway Park over the last two seasons. His ERA falls by right around about a point. He's been able to do a bit of a better job of being able to keep the ball in the yard. Walks have been a little bit of an issue for him throughout his career, but he's been a little bit better this season. He last year wanted giving up right around 3.8 walks per nine innings. This year, closer to 3.3. His home runs per nine rate for his career is one and a half. It's down to 1.2 this season. He's actually made a little bit of improvement. He's actually been a tad unlucky. His fielding independent is a little bit lower than his actual ERA of a 428. So I do think that you're going to be able to get a relatively good start out of Nick Pavetta, I do think that the Baltimore Orioles, they themselves, a team that's had a little bit of a tough time hitting the deep ball, not necessarily going to be able to take him yard, but I do think that the bullpen really going to be coming into play for the Orioles, as I think that it's a relatively good stalemate in terms of these two starting pitchers, but I do think that the Baltimore Orioles bullpen being far supreme, that is going to allow them to be able to win this game, which is why I do find him saying them as the favorite of a minus 116. I am willing to go with them, especially with the Boston Red Sox. I was talking about their recent bullpen struggles. How about this? Since the All-Star break, the Boston Red Sox bullpen, 651 bullpen ERA. The next worst bullpen ERA, the Chicago White Sox at a 540. They are more than a point clear since the All-Star break of every other team in the major leagues. That is a little bit of a problem. So this is a circumstance in which I'm going to be taking a look at the under just because I do think that Pavetta and Kramer wind up being able to fill quite a few innings. So I did want to say my total at an 8.2, especially with these ballpark dimensions. And when it comes to the Orioles, I do think that they should be a little bit of a favorite in the spot. How about if we wind up taking a look at a game that I just think is a tremendous matchup? How about if we go 929-930? Houston Astros. They're taking on the Atlanta Braves as Charlie Morton is going to be going for the Bravos and Jose Urquidy is on the bump for Houston. Houston is finding themselves as a pretty sizable underdog. You're getting them in between about a plus 130 to a plus 135. Meanwhile, if you're looking to lay it with Atlanta, you're going to be laying anywhere between minus 140 to a minus 150 with a total on this game of eight. And when it comes to the Astros, I need this to inch up just a few more pennies. I'm looking to be able to bet the Astros in some form or capacity because right now, if you're taking a look at things, the run line here at Circa, you're able to get a plus 135 on the Atlanta Braves. Other places, it's a plus 145 being able to lay a run in half. And I'm just not convinced that the Astros wind up losing this game by multiple runs. As a matter of fact, I do think that there's a very high likelihood that this game winds up landing 
on a one. And I would like to be able to take a shot on the Houston Astros being able to get a little bit plus money. I need a little bit closer to a plus 135. So I'm remaining a little bit patient seeing where this thing winds up moving overnight. But I do think that money probably going to continue to come in on the Atlanta Braves as they open up in a lot of spots right around a minus 135 to a minus 140-ish favorite. And now at DraftKings, we're seeing them up to a minus 150. So I'm going to just continue to let the money pour in personally. But this is a spot in which I do take a look at the over. We did wind up seeing the calamity that we wanted getting here on Saturday where the game winds up going over after being 1-1 to after nine innings. And what that meant is that both of these bullpens are now extremely tired. You had to go to 11 innings. So guys like Ryan Stanek, all of your trustworthy arms for the Astros, all of your trustworthy guys for the Atlanta Braves, they all wanted getting used up. And now you've got a day game that's going to be going down. So that's going to be a tight turnaround. And neither of these guys are necessarily super duper sub- supreme. Now, for Charlie Morton, it's been all over the place because in his last five starts, he's given up zero runs, five runs, zero runs, five runs, zero runs. You either get really good Charlie Morton or you get bad Charlie Morton. Meanwhile, to Jose Urquidy, to his credit, He's allowed three runs of fear in each out of his last six road starts. But overall for the season, a 448 ERA on the road. Very much a pitch of contact guy that has to go up against an Atlanta Braves team that they are in the top five in terms of runs per game. They're in the top five in terms of home runs per game. And they're starting to fire on all cylinders as well. So I do think that that's going to be an issue. And for the Houston Astros, they want to being able to upgrade their lineup as well. Picking up Christian Vasquez, a good inning catcher at the trade deadline. So I'm going to be going in on this on the other side as to why I do like the over and we're going to be taking a look at as many games as humanly possible for this upcoming MLB Sunday. So we're going to be doing that all on the other side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rival. Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every single game? Well, the betting splits page, it is updated every 10 minutes. So that way you're able to see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money just doesn't match up with the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but action for future events as well. Betting splits, it is another way that Beeson is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. 
Check out today's betting splits data for every single game now at VEASAN.com as it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Let's pick up where we left off as we were taking a look at what we're getting in terms of this Astros versus Atlanta Braves game. And bigger reason why I do like the over in this spot, despite the fact that the Astros, they and the Detroit Tigers have been your demonstrative teams to the under all season long is for one laid it out in the last segment. Both of these bullpens very much taxed after the game wound up going to 11 innings on Saturday. But on top of that, the Astros, they've been able to fortify their lineup a little bit. But you do want to note you've got a little bit of a situation with Jordan Alvarez. He was held out of the starting lineup tonight. He was having some issues with it sounded like breathing due to some fireworks that wound up happening on Friday. So they're being very, very cautious with Jordan Alvarez because I know that He's had a history of some back issues as well. Obviously, this has nothing to do with back issues, but that said, he certainly has had some issues and ailments that have kept him off the field. He already has spent a little bit of time on the injured list. He certainly don't want to be mortgaging the future over a game that's going to be happening in mid-August, but he still have Jose Altuve and Kyle Tucker. We've been able to go deep 20-plus times thus far this season. You've had Elementi Cs whenever he's been out there. He's been able to pick it up a tad. You wind up having Trey Boom Boom Mancini do a solid job. Whenever he's gotten his at-bats as well, Jeremy Pena wound up going yard on Saturday. But you do take a look at the San Atlanta Braves team, and they are now without Marcel Ozuna due to what wound up happening off the field. But you've had a lot of guys be able to step up. Vaughn Grisham, ever since he got called up to the big leagues, he's hitting a 385. Michael Harris is second, along with Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson. All these guys hitting at least a 285. Ronald Cunha Jr. does a great job of being able to move the line. This team has good splits against righties and lefties. Going up against guy in Jose Urquidy, whose ERA is a point and a half higher when he is on the road rather than when he is at home. I think that that's going to yield some runs with both of these teams needing to use up so much of their bullpen. I do like this total over. And when it comes to the side in this one, I'm in a little bit more of a waiting mode. I want at least right around about a plus 136, plus 137 to take a shot on the Astros. We're seeing more around my plus 130, plus 135-ish. So I'm going to remain patient. See if we can continue to have more money come in on the Atlanta Braves who open up right around a minus 135 to a minus 140. We've already seen about a 10 cent line move here. So waiting to see if we can get up a little bit higher there. And then we're going to be taking a look at an over as well. How about if we wind up taking a look at a number in which it is going up and up and up with regards to the total. And it's for good reason. As we go 913, 914 on the betting board, as I like to call him the turkey tosser because he gets all sorts of carved up. Patrick Corbin and the Washington Nationals hit the road to face off against the San Diego Padres. And the Padres shot out there a guy that's been carved up himself. Sean Benet is going to be on the bump for the San Diego Padres. Your total on this game started out at 8.5 in most spots. So at DraftKings, it's still an 8.5. We've seen this go to 9 in a few spots as well. And trust me, there's no disagreement as to why this line has moved up in terms of the total and if you're looking at the Padres, it is anywhere between a minus 260 and a minus 280 line on them between plus 225 and plus 240 is your price on the Washington Nationals. If there's one thing that I absolutely do not want to bet on Sunday, it's on anything to do with Patrick Corbin being able to do anything other than perform terribly. This guy has given up four plus runs at each out of his last five starts. The reason why I call him the turkey tosser is because he's got a 696 ERA. The team has been absolutely terrible in every one of his starts thus far this season. They have won just four of them. He's giving up a right around 1.7 home runs per nine innings. Opponents are in north of a 320 off of them. You just take a look at everything. 
Every single split, righties, lefties, day, night, home, road, they all are just pointing at Patrick Corbin being one of the worst pitchers we've seen in a long time. And hey, we haven't had a 20-game loser in quite a long time. Mike Maroth is the last one that wound up doing so. That was back in 2003. He's got 16 losses right now. Why not let him go for it as the team is currently 4-20 in his starts. 18 of those losses have been by at least two runs. And I'll say this right now. We always wind up playing the trumpets and everything like that for Edwin Diaz whenever we want him to get a 1-2-3 inning, be able to deliver a save. Do you wind up trotting out there the trumpets if you have it over in this game before Patrick Corbin winds up going out there and pitching? That is a very, very interesting question. That would be absolutely terrific. But you do take a look at the flip side for Sean Manan. I talk about how bad Patrick Corbin is. It sounds like Sean Manet has been lighting the world on fire this year either. He's got a 483 ERA, and as a matter of fact, he's got an ERA that's actually been worse at home for much of the season rather than on the road. So that has been a little bit deplorable. He's given up a home run in half per nine innings. So a little bit more swing and miss when it comes to Sean Manet. He's been able to get nine and a half strikeouts per nine innings. But just in watching Sean Manet starts, you have no idea where his velocity is. It winds up ranging on every one of his starts. Sometimes you get good Shamanea. Sometimes you get indifferent Shamanea. And sometimes you get terrible Shamanea. I mean, there's just no rhyme or reason as to it. His velocity has been going up and down by multiple miles per hour from start to start with really no noted injury. I wonder if there's something going on with him this year because I mean, he is way down from what he used to be. Now, part of it is because he was pitching out there in Oakland, but. Fedco Park is a very, very pitcher-friendly park. He should not be having the issues that he has been this season. So that has been not great for the Oakland A's to say, or for the San Diego Padres to say the least, his old team, the Oakland A's. They are probably wishing that they had any sort of talent whatsoever on that roster. That's a discussion we'll have a little bit later. But when it comes to Padres, they, you got to figure, are going to be able to do a little bit better job with men in scoring position. They Stranded nine men on base in the first four innings of the game that we wound up seeing here on Saturday. You did wind up seeing the two former Nationals, Josh Bell along with Juan Soto, being able to go yard on Saturday. And for Soto, the batting average has not necessarily been there this season, but he's still getting north of a four-hour base. He, Brandon Drury, throwing their Manny Machado, they've all been able to deliver at least 20 home runs as far this season. And for the Washington Nationals, they had one guy in the starting lineup for Saturday that had more than nine home runs. That'd be Lane Thomas, and he wound up getting to home run number 12 in the game that we wound up seeing on Saturday. So a little bit of credit where credit is due, but this is a gutted Washington Nationals team. Joey Manessis has been a great story. He's the gentleman that was a little bit of journey league or a journeyman minor leaguer. He's 30 years old, finally getting a shot at the major leagues, had five home runs in his first 14 games. Very good story, but he's really the only guy that's been able to consistently get on base. Eliarmo Vargas is a veteran that's been relatively solid, but Lane Thomas, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, C.J. Abrams, Nelson Cruz, all these guys are in, in between about a 225 to a 240. Mikel Franco, you're able to throw him in the fold as well. And for the Padres, they're actually third worst in terms of runs scored on a per-game basis at home this season. The only two teams that have been worse out there in the National League, not overall, but in the National League, it is the Nationals and the Pittsburgh Pirates, which has been a very, very sad state of affairs. They score one run in a game which Justin Dunn of starting on Saturday. That's relatively unbelievable, but I do think that the Padres, they're going to be able to get some runs going, and I do think that the Nationals, they are going to be serving it up as well. If you do take a look at the run line, right now you're finding it at a minus 125 with the Padres. 
When Patrick Corbin loses, Patrick Corbin loses by multiple runs. I recognize that Sean Manea has had a relatively bad season, but there's just no way I can even look at Patrick Corbin until he gives a resemblance of an okay start. I am looking at the over. I am looking at the Padres on the run line. It sounds relatively simple, but until we wind up seeing anything otherwise, why mess with a profit? And betting against Patrick Corbin has been a profit all season long. Let's take a look at a game that should be a little bit more competitive, but is also involving a struggling team. This is 9-17-9-18. This is the Toronto Blue Jays. They had to throw the face off against the New York Yankees as you've got Nestor Cortez on the bump for the Yankees and Alec Manoa is going to be going for the Toronto Blue Jays. So on this game is 7.5 and Yankees are between a minus 115 to a minus 122 favorite. Meanwhile, if you're taking a look at the Toronto Blue Jays, playing them really as low as a minus 105, you're able to get as good as a plus 112 for the Yankees. They've got the second worst record in the big league since the beginning of the month of August. It has not been a good run for them. I believe that they are now 4-14 four and 14 in their last 18 games. It's getting hard to keep count because if you take a look at the different splits, it's just like bad, 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 if anything, within the last 35 or so games. But for the Yankees, I do think that this could be a little bit of a get-right spot, which sounds crazy because Alec Manoa, as we know, he's been good all season long. Alec Manoa has given up three-plus runs and now three out of his last four starts and on giving up four-plus walks in two out of his last three. He's really had some struggles here of late. Meanwhile, for Nestor Cortez, he's been at his best at home, posting up a sub-225 ERA. Still is getting a little bit over nine strikeouts per nine innings. I'm going to be willing to trust in the New York Yankees to be able to salvage one of the games in this series. And it's a Yankees bunch of which I will dive into their offensive struggles on the other side. It has not been great, but you got to bank on the New York Yankees being able to get back to a little bit more of an equilibrium. I don't think that they'll get back to where they were first like 80 or so games of the season. They aren't as bad as what we've seen. So I'll dive into that with the Yankees on the other side right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to dive in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 years or older terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DriveKings.com for details. For usual, please do drink responsibly. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN and left off on the other side talking about this Yankees versus Blue Jays game and got to dive into what we've been seeing with the Yankees offense as it has been a big fall off for them recently. For the Yankees, they're still one of just two teams in the major leagues averaging at least five runs per game. They've been able to do a very solid job in that aspect, but it's the Yankees offense that they have scored three runs or fewer in now nine out of their last 10 games. Now, a little bit of this has been due to injury. They've been without John Carlos Sand for quite a while. DJ LeMahieu has still been out there for the most part, but you can tell that he is not necessarily quite 100%. With that said, I do think that this is a Yankees team that they are going to be able to bust through. They still do play out there in a ballpark that it's we're going to call what it is. Very, very much hitter friendly. And they still have Aaron Judge, who's been able to crank out 46 home runs. He's been going through a little bit of a funk, but even with Aaron Judge going through a funk, he's still been able to do a very solid job of being able to generate a little bit of offense. You've got Anthony Rizzo 
he's been able to crank out 28 bombs thus far this season as well. And that duo of Anthony Rizzo along with Aaron Judge, they still have more home runs as a duo than the Detroit Tigers do as an entire team. So that shows you the amount of dominance that they've had in terms of their lineup. And I do like this total over because with the Blue Jays, on the flip side, you've been able to get some good offense out of Lager or Jr. He's had a little bit of a topsy-turvy season, but he's been able to crank out four home runs over the last 14 days. Got some good table setters in someone like an Alejandro Kirk, Lourdes Gurriel, hitting above a three-runner. You have had Jackie Bradley Jr. getting a few innings. That's not necessarily the world's greatest thing. He's been having himself a relatively rough season between his time with the Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox, but Matt Chapman wound up going yard in this series, and he's been a nice find for the Blue Jays. They wanted training for him in the offseason, and with Chapman, he's noted a little bit more for his glove, but the bat has really been able to pick it up. Over the last 45 days, hitting above a 280, he's been able to crank out north of 20 home runs this season, and with the Blue Jays, the bullpen, it's now pretty much on par with the Yankees because the Yankees are dealing with that injury to Clay Holmes, but you still have Juan Peralta, Lucas Lutke is someone they like, and Ron Medanacchio, ever since he's been sent back up to the big leagues, he's got a sub-2 ERA overall for the season. Meanwhile, for the Toronto Blue Jays, they traded for Zach Pop along with Anthony Bass at the trade deadline. These guys are solid. And then you got David Phelps along with their closer in Jordan Romano, Adam Simber, Yimmy Garcia, all providing a 310 ERA or lower. So the bullpens are relatively solid. But Manoa, he's not in necessarily great form. And I do think that Nestor Cortez, who's been able to do a good job at home, is going to get the Yankees a game, which we're going to call it what it is. They need it. They were able to get a nice little shot in the arm when they wanted taking down the Tampa Bay Rays in extra innings. They weren't able to necessarily, necessarily maximize that. They need to maximize this Nestor Cortez start. I think that they're going to be able to do so. Willing to lay up to about a minus 120 here with the Yankees, which we're seeing in most places. And on a 7.5, I'm willing to go over as well. This is a game that is just starting to go up onto the board. And I do think that it is an intriguing one as we do wind up going 9.03, 9.04 on the board. It is the New York Mets. They're on the road facing off against Philadelphia Phillies. Until the end of the doubleheader that we wound up seeing between these two teams, we were not sure what we were going to be able to get out of the Mets, but it is confirmed. Jose Buto is going to be the starter for the Mets, making his MLB debut. And Kyle Gibson, he's on the bump for the Phillies. Where I sit at Circa is right now really the only place that I'm seeing a line. I'm seeing one at Caesars as well, but with regards to what we're seeing here at Circa, I've got the Philadelphia Phillies here at a minus 110, the Mets at even money and a total of nine with the under having juice of minus 115 and the over at minus 105. And I don't think that bookmakers know a whole lot about our good friend, Mr. Buto. And if they did, I think that they'd be making the Philadelphia Phillies a little bit more of a favorite. Now, there is one angle to this I think is very important. The New York Mets coming off a loss this season, they are 33 and 10. They wound up losing game two of the double dip. So they are technically coming off of a loss, even though it's a split on the double header. That has been very good, but momentum is only as good as your next day's starter. And Mr. Jose Buto making his MLB debut. He has pitched all but two of his games this season for the double A Binghamton Rumble Ponies. And with the Rumble Ponies, he's got a four ERA, giving up 1.4 home runs, three and a half walks per nine innings. That's not great. He's got some okay swing and miss stuff. This is not a guy that I would be wanting to take in a relative pick him game. Now, do the Mets have a little bit more behind them in terms of the lineup? Yes, but now you've got Kyle Schwarber back in the fold for the Philadelphia Phillies as well. He's been able to crank out 34 home runs. Batting average has been a little bit lacking, but that's why you've got guys like Nick Cassianos, JT Riamuto that have been able to move the line, hitting a 265 
You do have some rather demonstrative righty lefty splits when it comes to Reese Hoskins as against lefties. He's been able to mash a little bit more than against righties, but still has been able to provide 28 home runs or 26 home runs this season. Gene Segura has much, much of the campaign. He's now back to full for the team as well. And for the Mets, I do think that they're going to be able to generate a little bit more than they did in game two of that doubleheader. Game one, the doubleheader, they got to Zach Wheeler and then against Bailey Falter. Well, they lived up to the name and they faltered, but you still have got Brandon Nimmo, Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso, Mark Hanna, all in between about a 265 to 275. Pete Alonso led the big leagues in terms of home runs per game on the road last season. He has been able to crank out 30 bombs already thus far this season. Francisco Lindor, after a bad year last year, he's really been able to pick it up with north of 80 RBI. So I do think that you're going to be able to get quite a bit of offense. And for the Philadelphia Phillies as well, some of the guys at the bottom like Omando Sosa, Matt Veerling, they're picking up Bradley Zimmer off the scrap heap. These are guys that are not necessarily too tremendous with regards to their lineup either. But you do take a look at this Philadelphia Phillies bullpen, and I do think that it's important to take a look at what they've been able to do ever since the canning of Joe Girardi because ever since that firing, this has been a top-down bullpen in terms of VRA. Corey Knable has been tremendous in the seventh inning. You've been able to have guys like Connor Brogdon throw in there, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Brad Hand, all providing a sub-2-5 ERA. Now, bullpens are a little bit more gas because of the fact that you did wind up having a doubleheader yesterday, so that's going to work into their advantage. And for Kyle Gibson, he still has a little bit north of a 4 ERA when he has been at home. Certainly better than what he's been doing on the road with more like a 470, but he has been giving up right around 2.7, 2.8 walks for nine innings. He's been just giving up a lot of contact in general. It's not necessarily been too much of a swing and miss guy. And David Robertson, he had to pitch the final two innings of the win that we wound up seeing in game two of that doubleheader. So that knocks him out for this game. So that is a little bit of an issue for the Philadelphia Phillies as well. But I do think that the Phillies, they're going to be able to get to our good friend, Mr. Buto with the Mets. It's been really a problem of them having the bridge to be able to get to Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz has been the best closer in the big leagues this season, in my opinion. You're able to make a little bit of a case for Emmanuel Classe. Pass those two guys. I mean, they have been by far the most dominant closers out there. But with that said, Seth Lugo, he's been able to do a better job recently. Posting up a sub-2 ERA ever since the All-Star break, but it's been a little bit touch and go with him. Yoli Rodriguez has not necessarily been too terrific. I actually really like Colin Holderman, who's now with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So they wind up losing him as well. So I do think that you're going to be able to get quite a few runs in this game because I think that Jose Buto, his MLB debut, not going to be a good one. And you just notice it with so many of these guys that they wind up making their MLB debut. Typically, it's not under good circumstances. Typically, it's not something that is incredibly clean. You wind up getting thrusted in there because you wind up having a doubleheader the day before. You wind up having like five games in four days, something of that nature. Someone winds up going down with an injury. So you typically don't wind up having a clean handoff to a lot of these guys. And a lot of these guys, right, frankly, because of that, they're not necessarily ready. I don't think that our good friend, Mr. Buto, is ready right now. I think that in a few years, he could be a relatively solid piece for Sunday. A guy that I want absolutely no part of seeing the nine that I'm seeing right now, looking at and over in the Phillies being right around a minus 110. I think you're getting some good value there as well. The Mets, I do recognize, have the better record overall for the season, but I am much more willing to trust in our good friend Kyle Gibson rather than Jose Buto. How about if we wind up taking a look at a game that's going to be going out there in Chicago, 9 of 5, 9 of 6 on the betting board. The Chicago Cubs, they play us to the Milwaukee Brewers as Brandon Woodruff looking to help the Brewers avoid a sweep. Meanwhile, Justin Seal, he's on the bump for the Cubs. Only Circa has a number up on the total. Do note this because when it comes to the games that we wind up seeing at Wrigley Field, typically you're not going to get a total until the AM because a lot of this, it is dictated by the wind. And right now, Circa has sort of the same thing in mind that I do. 
that it is going to be blowing in. Last I checked on the monitor a few hours ago, it's looking like you were probably going to be able to get 8 to 10 mile per hour winds blowing inward for this game, which is why Circuit did wind up saying a total of 7 shaded to the under here. And when it comes to Brewers in terms of their money line, in between minus 145 and minus 155 is what you're finding on there. Between plus 125 and plus 140 is your price on the Cubs. When it comes to a run line, you're not going to be able to find it until we wind up getting a total because the run line and the total typically cor correlated because easier to be able to win a two-run game when you expect nine runs to be scored in the game rather than seven. So that's why you're not seeing a run line in this one. But I do think that Brandon Woodruff going to be able to help the Milwaukee Brewers be able to avoid a sweep. Now I have a trio of guys for the Brewers with 22-plus home runs in Hunter Renfro. Throw in there, Willie Adamas and Rowdy Tellez. Meanwhile, for the Chicago Cubs, they do have a little bit of a shortage of offense, and I'm going to be touching upon that on the other side. And then in the final segment as well, going to be giving you guys by DK and Ainge pick. It's going to be evolving a team that we wound up seeing their game go final just a little bit ago, and a team that is in an almighty offensive funk. So that's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that, like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam casella to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN College Football Guide is out right now, and our NFL Guide it is dropping soon. Our experts provide profiles on every single team with trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. As a matter of fact, it's going to be dropping next week. Plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards, and much more. Remember that the only way to be able to get access to this year's football betting guide is by becoming an all-access subscriber here at VEASAN. Subscribe to our discounted football special and get access to everything that we do now through the Super Bowl for just $175 or Save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and be a smarter, better all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all of your options and be a part of the Sports Betting Network team as it is the final segment of the Greg Peterson experience right here on vcin, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got you covered on a little bit of everything as week zero is going to be coming up in the college football world very, very soon. But before then, in terms of football, Got a couple more week two preseason games that are going to be coming up. And then you got week three in the preseason. There's been no shortage of headlines 
here from training camp as well. Everything from brouhaha's to apparently the mass singers. So got a lot that's going down there. And up until then, we've got a lot of great baseball to be able to take a look at as well. So let's take a look at what we've got in terms of the game that we were taking a look at a little bit earlier as I do think that we're going to have ourselves a very intriguing day for the Milwaukee Brewers and the Chicago Cubs. But when it comes to the Brewers, the reason why I'm willing to back them, whether it be by the money line or the run line, I was willing to lay up to about a minus 154-ish when it comes to the Milwaukee Brewers is because Brandon Woodruff, ever since coming off the injured list, has allowed three runs or fewer in every one of his starts. And going to be on someone in Justin Seal who I feel like he's been a little bit lucky this season and I feel like he's gotten a little bit overvalued now. When it comes to Chicago Cubs, they've been able to do a solid job in his starts, and certainly I do think that Justin Seal has quite a bit of upside, but with both of these teams playing an 11-ending game yesterday, length is going to be paramount in this spot, and right now you've got someone in Brandon Woodruff that's giving up right around two walks per nine innings. Justin Seal, he has a tendency to knock himself out of games early, and that is because he is giving up right in the pocket about four walks per nine innings, which that can be a big issue for him. And you do take a look at Justin Steele. He's been able to do a good job being able to keep the ball in the yard, giving up about 0.6 home runs per nine innings. And wind, it looks like, is going to be blowing in. So both of these guys should be able to do a great job of being able to keep things within the ballpark. But those walks issues, I think they're going to be a little bit of an issue. Woodruff has been able to get it right around 11 strikeouts per nine innings. So you do take a look at the Cubs and do have a pair of guys in both Contreras along with what we've been seeing out of Patrick Wisdom, both being able to provide 20-plus home runs. But for Wisdom, he's also on pace for 200 strikeouts. We've been seeing a few guys be able to step up, like in Nick Madrigal, Nico Horner, be able to do a good job of being able to move the line. And for the Brewers, their main issue is that they don't necessarily have that one guy that's hitting above a 255. You do have plenty of guys like Christian Yelich, like Hunter Renfro. You're even able to throw in there Andrew McCutcheon in between about a 245 to a 255. But you don't necessarily have that one table setter at the top of the lineup, but I do think that the Brewers, they're going to be able to get just enough out of Brandon Woodruff, and because he's going to be able to lend a little bit more length than what we're going to be seeing, in my opinion, I Justin Seal, that does wind up giving them a little bit of a leg up. Here at the 7 that we're seeing right now, I'd be willing to take a look at the under. Right now, the only place where we're seeing that total is here at Circa. We should be seeing more numbers come out in the AM. Most bookmakers, they do not like to set a number until they know a little bit more about the weather because the wind really does dictate so much of what we wind up seeing in terms of these regularly field games. But right now at the 7th I'm seeing, looking at the under, and I'm willing to take a look at the Milwaukee Brewers as well. Now let's wind up going to my DK Nation pick, which involves another game, which I wind up handicapping a very low total for. 909-910 on the board. It is the Miami Marlins on the road against the LA Dodgers. It's Sandy Day. Sandy Alcantara is going to be on the bump for Miami. And then you've got for the LA Dodgers, Ryan Pepiot on the bump for them. Total on this game is 7.5. Under in a lot of spots, right around a minus 115. And for Miami, going to be able to get them anywhere between about a plus 150 to a plus 155. And with the Dodgers, we've actually seen quite a substantial line move here at here at Circa. They wound up opening up the Dodgers at, in a lot of places, right around about a minus 180 to a minus 185. Here at Circa, you're finding them at a minus 151. At DraftKings, they're still holding strong at right around a minus 175. And I'd say if you like the Miami Marlins, you want to be probably going to someplace like DraftKings where you're finding a plus 150 or greater because I do like the Miami Marlins being able to get this plus price. And the big reason why is that I think that this is going to be a brutally low-scoring game. What I'm going to be writing up for DK Nation is the under in this spot. I want to be saying my total is 6.4 with the Miami Marlins. 
in 18 out of their last 19 games. They've scored three runs or fewer. You take a look at this lineup, and typically this is said in tongue-in-cheek, but I'm not kidding when I say it. The Miami Marlins are right now trotting out there a triple-A lineup. I mean, Ace Aguiar has been able to give you a double-digit amount of homers. He hits right around at 235. He's the only man in the starting lineup from yesterday that's hitting for a double-digit amount of homers. Guys like Jazz Shislam, Orde Solari, you're able to go down the list currently on the injured list. That's an issue. Meanwhile, guys like Brian De La Cruz, Jacob Stallings, J.J. Belade, these guys are all hitting at 220 or lower. It has not been terrific for them. Now with the L.A. Dodgers, you know that there's just so many guys that are able to go deep on you, like you got Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Will Smith, all between 16 and 18 home runs. You've got Mookie Betts, who at the top of the fold, 275 penning average. He's able to steal bases, does an amazing job out there in the field, 27 homers. He has been absolutely spectacular, but they have their albatrosses as well. You're able to take a look at Austin Barnes. When he's been out there, Joey Gallo, Max Muncy, Cody Bellinger, they're hitting at 215 or lower. They have a tough time being a move line. Now they have to go up against Sandy Alcantara, who's been absolutely incredible. In his last 18 starts, he has won seven plus innings in 16 of them. So with the Miami Marlins, you don't have to handicap the bullpen as much because you're probably not going to see too much of the bullpen because Sandy just eats all these innings by himself. He's won over 180 innings already this season. It's stuff that we haven't seen in a very long time, and it is very impress- It is very refreshing to see because there aren't a lot of guys that have been able to finish their own games, and Sandy Alcantara has been able to do it multiple times this season. Meanwhile, for Pepeo, the big thing for him is just being able to lend a little bit of length because the big thing for Pepeo has been he has been giving up the walks. As a matter of fact, a little bit over seven walks per nine innings. He can put the ball in the strike zone a little bit more because because the Miami Marlins seem that they haven't been able to do a great job of being able to put back the ball. Now, keep in mind that this is going to be a day game out there in Los Angeles. And unlike what we wound up seeing on Saturday where it's a nighttime game, the ball is going to travel a little bit more during the daytime. You just wind up finding it with all these West Coast ballparks, both of the ones in Los Angeles, Seattle, Oakland, list goes on and on. The ball does wind up traveling a little bit more, but still, you don't have a lot of firepower when it comes to this Miami Marlins team. Meanwhile, you take a look at the Dodgers, number one bullpen in terms of ERA in the National League. They did wind up having to burn up Caleb Ferguson on Saturday, but you've still got Evan Phillips, someone I do like now. Craig Kimbrell has had his issues all season long, not necessarily a trustworthy guy, but they've been able to do an absolutely amazing job of just being able to piecemeal this bullpen together ever since the All-Star break. They've got a 249 ERA. In the bullpen and the Miami Marlins, they've been able to do a respectable job with their bullpen as well. They do wind up trading away a few pieces at the deadline. They've got about a league average bullpen, more around 17th slash 18th. They do wind up trading away a few guys like an Anthony Bass at the trade deadline, but been able to get some good innings out of guys like a Dylan Floro, who's been able to come and do a solid job, Stephen Okert as well. And then when it comes to Sandy Alcantara, two runs or fewer allowed in terms of earned runs because he's given up a few unearned runs. He's been hurt a little bit by the defense, but two earned runs or fewer allowed in 15 out of these last 18 starts in which he has went seven plus innings. I think that he's going to go out there, be able to deliver an absolute gem. I think that Pepeo probably winds up going five strong. I think that this will probably be his best start as a MLB pitcher as he's got good swing and miss stuff right around 10 and a half strikeouts per nine innings has been all about the command. Pressure should be off of them just a little bit with facing off against the Miami Marlins. My DK Nation write-up, it is going to be on the under end. When it comes to the Miami Marlins, as long as I'm getting a plus 50 or greater like we're currently seeing at DraftKings, I'm willing to take a look 
at that plus price as well. What else I think is going to be very intriguing is this one. It's just starting to come up on the board in a lot of places as well. We did not know if the Tampa Bay Rays were going to be utilizing an opener for Ryan Yarbrough or if we were going to be getting Ryan Yarbrough himself, but it is confirmed that Yarbrough going to be the starter for the Tampa Bay Rays. This is 919-920 total on this Royals versus Tampa Bay Rays game. It's a 7.5 with Zach Granke going for the Royals against Mr. Yarbrough. And right now with the Rays, find them at a minus 159 on the money line, plus 145 when it comes to Kansas City Royals. And I'm taking a look at this total over, and the big reason why is because you take a look at Zach Granke. He's got a sub-2 ERA at home. His ERA goes north of 7 on the road. All but one of his home runs surrendered, and I believe he's given up 13 on the season, have all come on the road. Now for Ryan Yarbrough, he's actually got an ERA that's a full point lower when he's coming out of the bullpen as a reliever rather than as a starter. So I do think that this is going to lend itself to quite a few runs. I still am willing to make the race up to a minus 164 favorite, so I will be taking a look at them in this spot because the Royals, they also do have the deadliest bullpen in the American League in terms of ERA. And we've got you covered here on v with a little bit of everything. We're getting you guys set for what is going to be an amazing football season, and along the way, we're going to be doing a great job taking a look at the baseball card as well. And that's right here on the Sports Bank Network, v At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.